I have two beautiful, healthy baby. My husband's taking care of me, and I am in a cafe drinking like $10 lattes. That's everyone's perfect life, right? Yet, I'm like, something is missing. Welcome to the latest episode of the Live Into Your Brilliance podcast, the place where we shine a light on the innate brilliance of the human condition and have tons of fun blowing up the illusions that get in the way. I am delighted to say that my brother from another mother is back with me this week. I was recording solo last week and... It was fun, but not as much fun as it is with this man. <laughs> hey, Billows, how you doing? Welcome back. Thanks, my friend. It's good to be back. And I, I'm sorry I missed you last week. Um, yeah, I was uh, out and about doing my thing in uh, in Portland, Maine and and uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire and, um, and in Boston itself. So sorry to have missed it. But I'm delighted to be here today and I'm super excited to have our guest uh, Susie Chan on the on the podcast. Yay. Let me introduce you, Susie, and then you can speak yourself into our world. Um, So Susie is a beautiful soul that I have gotten to know over the past year or so, um, having traveled in a, in a kind of creative, creating group. Um, She has been a business leader, a fashion stylist, and is now an artist and a creative healing coach Um, She is one of the most beautiful and insightful ways of seeing humanity and unlocking that through her creativity and has an epic personal story to tell as well around that. So really looking forward to being in conversation with you, Susie, and hearing all about it. But welcome to the Live Into Your Brilliance podcast. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. This is such a special treat um, to share this space with you. And I'm glad that I have a platform to share this story because my story is probably one uh, for many people. Um, but for a while, for a long while, is I thought I was alone. And I think that's where really my story begins. I really thought uh, from the very beginning, coming into this uh, human experience, I was just in this shadow that was meant to be in the shadow. I was just not meant to be here. Um, So I grew up with this self-esteem, extreme low self-esteem, that there's no real point, that I was an accident of the universe. And so in traveling through that space, um, I really have created this story in my head that nothing I can do will help me be out of this space. So I was really just marching along this life, this conveyor belt of life and just reacting to it reacting to what my parent wanted me to do, reacting to my boss wanted me to do, reacting to um, everything else. I was just helpless and I couldn't understand why. I kept asking questions. And the main question for me was just like, why me? Why can I have what she has? Why can I have this love, this, this, this career, this ability to get out of this space? And uh, it, it was it was not fun. Um, and at some point, uh, I definitely have considered like, what is the point? Why am I even here? Um, I think when you ask 
enough questions. At some point, the questions shift a little bit. Um, and it is up to us to really maybe notice those questions. So in the, the swarm of question, why me? And then there's one day or one moment, it's like, why not me? And that was like an interesting one. It's like, why not me? Right? It's like, why not? Oh, I love that. You know, and, and I think what, what you're um, bringing up there, Susie, is this is this topic of curiosity and we mention it all the time because it sounds like um not knowing your full story but it sounds like you know you had this curiosity and, and it didn't necessarily feel like curiosity or you didn't necessarily call it curiosity where you sort of observing the way you were on this treadmill and you couldn't get off and but then at some point your curiosity grew deep enough for you to go hold on why why not me like why why do i have to keep doing the same thing over and over and and it's funny you mentioned it because as you were talking there um it brought me back to a, a session i did with with this amazing group of young people they were from all over the world uh, some were based in the us some were based in europe um so i think one of them was based in north africa and um and they echoed exactly what you were saying where they, they, they have this overwhelming sense that they have these expectations on them from their, their parents, their peers, from society, everything that they've accumulated along the way, the, the conditioning, um, and, uh, and they, feel, they feel at a loss. They feel at a, at a huge loss. And, but they are curious enough or were curious enough to get onto a core in, in that session and explore and ask the questions, what, what is actually going on here? And um, I, I think it's akin to kind of taking a step back and just observing yourself possibly for the first time because you don't know what else to do. And because you've taken the time to observe yourself, uh, you see something magical for the first time and then it sets you on a different path. Yeah. And also it just gets really tiring. Mm, like, I, you know, it's exhausting to beat yourself down all the time. And sometimes you're like, okay, if I'm really, and, and that kind of spins the wheel for me. I'm like, am I really that shitty? If I am shitty, then why am I here? And then you start thinking that, and then the possibility of something that's bigger, like, we were created for something. It has to be something. Maybe I just haven't found it. What is that thing? Um, so curiosity is really huge. And for me, that kind of slowly led to like, okay, if I am not, you know, the worst, then what maybe I am okay at something. Um, so that sort of led to different um, willingness to kind of be a little bit bolder to try different things. And I think one of the, the things, because I was in this like shadowy space, um, everything was impossible anyway. So there were no hierarchy of um, what to do. Um, what I wanted the most, though, I think, growing up was this like, beautiful life. 
like what is really pretty. So what society has told me, what my parents are, um, just different people, what you see out in the world that you have a full like life checklist. So you get into a good school, you marry someone, you have children and, you know, I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to do that. And you kind of just check off the list. Um, and now really I've done that growing into adulthood. But when you go through life and just like hoping that life's checklist will find you, um, you kind of fail in life, right? I love that expression. Hope that life's checklist finds you, and that's that's uh, that. To your point, that will never happen. And my clear, there's many points in my life that I have these aha moments, but one very clear one is um, when I had my second child, and he's just an infant. Um, I dropped my older one, who's I think three, and he's in pre-K. And then I have my baby boy who's sleeping soundly in my stroller and went to a cafe. It's a beautiful fall day in uh, New York. And life was really beautiful and perfect. I have two beautiful, healthy baby. My husband's taking care of me. It's the middle of the day and I am in a cafe drinking like $10 lattes. I mean, that's everyone's perfect <laughs> life, right? And yet I'm like, something is missing. Where is Susie? What is going on? And that void was bigger than all the extreme of self-hatred I have experienced before because I couldn't feel myself. And then it was really in that moment, in that day that I really woken up a little bit. And that is through um, creativity and art and I just, it was so noisy in my head. I just pick up a pen and started sketching. And it's already been years and years that I was sketching. And that's when I kind of connect to a deeper part of me that I've never experienced before. And it was felt so foreign. I mean, sorry, it, it was so strange, but it felt so familiar that it has always been there. And when you say it has always been there, Susie, what what do you mean by that? What has always been there? When you are, I think each one of us, there is always that whisper, that inner voice that's always in there that you sort of that innately know what feels good, what you want to do. But that voice for me, was never really nurtured. And I think for a lot of people, it wasn't nurtured. So it remains this really faint of a whisper. And we decide to listen to the, the world that's on micro microphone shouting at us, you should do this, you should do that. You will love it when you get this. You will achieve, once you achieve this, you, all your problems are solved. So this little voice, this inner knowingness never really gets developed. And so when there is a connection from the outside and the inside, you just know. And we all have experienced those moments. And no words is needed. 
Well, I, like I, I think what you're pointing to is so important because I just get, I was on with a um, a client of mine before, and he's he's setting off on like a pretty cool adventure, uh, change a new chapter of his life. And one of the things he, he we were talking about today, he said, "Well, he said, well, um, my life's going to look like this, but I know it's going to have to be really hard work and." Um, you know, it's going to be pretty relentless to begin with. And, and I said, oh, what makes that true? He said, oh, if you talk to anyone, they tell you that's how it's going to be. And I was like, is that what you want? And he took a second and he was like, oh no. Oh no, what I want. And he had so much clarity in the, like what he wanted, but that noise, the, the conditioning, whether, like societal, parental, it can be so noisy but there is the opportunity to know that actually your wisdom, like I would call it wisdom or knowing, that quiet whisper is the most important thing to listen to. And what I'm really interested um, to know more about, and I know some of this because I've experienced it, but it sounds like creativity for you was part of the vehicle for part of that, whatever you want to call it. It was the, it was one of the, um, ways through which you accessed that whisper and that whispered a way to come out. So I'm curious, A, of your experience, like how, how do you think about creativity and that inner whisper, like what magic's at play there and how's that been for your life and what are you doing or, or how do, like, what do you see with others in terms of like, what's, what's possible there? Yeah, um, I think curiosity plays a big role, like we mentioned. And once you are, allow that curiosity to open, then there's playfulness that comes in with the creativity. And creativity is something that you're just a little bit more willing to try something that will have a different outcome. Uh, for me, that connected to visuals, so art and drawing and painting. Um, and because of my attraction toward the outer beauty, my initial um, approach to that was going to a fashion, going to an illustration. Because in my world, that what I used to believe is that illustration will make everything beautiful. So I was going for the outer beauty. Uh, but within that um, curiosity and creativity, what I was exploring and what I realized that is there is an undertone of not feeling like you are enough. Um, and that, that kind of halted the process of creativity. Because when you don't feel like you're enough, then nothing, again, going back to the old story of nothing you do is really impactful. Um, but with creativity... Um, the beautiful things when you're connecting to that wisdom, it'll, it lives in you. It's innately within you. So you can always tap back in. And what I do is allowing slowly through the creativity allowing that wave of up and down, feeling good and not so good, feeling great about myself and feeling crappy in my, uh, 
about myself to allow that to kind of come through in art. And what I did, what I did, and I didn't realize until much later on, is that I gave actually my lows and all my insecurity a voice, a place to exist. So they don't have to take over me all the time. There's something that you said there which really draws me in. You know, when you said, you know, in your personal experience, and you look back to, you know, and you said, you know, you thought you were an accident of the universe and you thought um, that you weren't enough. I'm curious as to whether as you look back now, do you still, like, how does that look to you now? Like, what would you go back and tell younger Susie that would make, that if she could hear it would make the, a difference to her back then? You know, I hear this question a lot from a lot of the interviews. And I always, you know, when you hear these questions like, oh, I would say X and Y and Z. But really when I deeply am with myself and super radically honest, I, I almost don't want to say it, but the truth is, I don't think I would change anything because who I am today is the, 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 the result of all of that. Like, I really want to. Like, I, part of me really wants to sue that poor Susie who has gone through years and years and years of this, like, not... Uh, like self-tormented, outside tormented, these stories are outrageous. But who I am today is really the, the, the reason I am, I have something to give. No, I always have the reason to give. But what I give today and share and work with people on is because of all those things. Isn't that amazing? And and Susie, you know, to that, was there ever a point like when you were sitting in that cafe with your beautiful baby on your shoulder, drinking the ten dollar latte, um, but feeling this profound sense of emptiness? Do you think there was ever a moment when you would look back on your life and go, everything that I've been through? all of the hardship and the and the the torment and the the difficulties i will see that as a gift not in that moment no way yeah in that moment i was just like feeling you know what i was feeling i was feeling like this like icing and cake and layering of shame and guilt. Here I am in this beautiful life that everyone will kill. And that's what everyone is, 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 is working so hard to, to, to get to. A beautiful marriage, beautiful kids that you are taking care of, that you don't have to be financially responsible for all the things. And I don't have to think about getting a $10 latte when I don't have income coming in. So from that space, I had a picture-perfect life. No, I, I, I just asked the question because I think it's, it's one of those messages of hope, I think, um, that, that I, you know, I would, 
I, I want our listeners to hear it because, and I've told this story before, my, my wife, Vanessa, went through a very tough period where she was, you know, really struggling um, with uh, anxiety, chronic anxiety. She was feeling really depressed. She, she literally could not get off the couch for five months. And, um, and she will tell you openly that there was, there was no way that, you know, and I used to say it to her during her darkest moments. I used to say to her, you know, just, just cling to the thought that one day you're going to look back at this and it, it's not going to be traumatic. You're actually going to see it as a gift. And she was like, you're crazy. There's no ways that that is ever going to happen. And the most amazing thing is that she will, she will now openly tell people that going through that really tough period was one of the, the greatest gifts that she could receive. And, and just to hear you echo that and say, you wouldn't change anything. Yeah, 100%. Oh, and, and it, it was such a gift that, that this is why I remember that moment. And, and this is how I connected with my creativity because the noise was, the noise in my head was so loud that I could not function. So my only tool that I had access and it was accessible to me was to draw, to scribble. Now, if I had, I think, more time to think about it, or if I have other access, maybe it would be different. But I didn't. But I think that is sort of the universe's way to to awaken me to my uh, the wisdom and deeper self. So, Susie, given that, then what is what is creativity? You know, like I remember saying to you at one point, "Well, I'm not creative." And so, and like you quite rightly laughed down the screen at me, I think at the time. Um, but what is like, so there's going to be some people listening and they're going to be like, but you're like this amazing artist, you know, and so you, you're creative, but I'm not creative. So that must mean that I can't use this to tap into my wisdom. Like help, help me help everyone understand what, what, you, what is creativity? How do we use it? Like what's on offer there? So I think we think about, so we, we each have our own definition, just like we see the world differently. In our own way, in our own world, we have our own definition of creativity. So my definition is very different from yours, right? And for me, the way that I see creativity is... Um, it, it, it kind of couples with like courage, you know, it's like that willingness to try something different. And that is the result of creativity. If you're trying something that's different or you're trying different iteration of something, the result of that is creativity. And the more you do it, the more that that you're you're not you're not the more your definition then shift to this idea of creativity or the 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 general sense of creativity oh so that's really interesting that to me sense? yeah no that makes total sense because when we did so i did this amazing exercise with uh susie which was around value and using art to unlock like 
um, what what I perceive as my value and so on. But I remember feeling real resistance. Like it was kind of like, oh, how do you do it? And like, I'm not this. And so as you said about courage, um, it, it made me think that, yeah, like often there's a fear of creativity in the same way there's a fear of trying new stuff because you just don't know. But if I've heard you right, what you're kind of saying is like creativity and, and going into that creative space, it's like a safe space to tap into your courage, to tap into just that part of yourself and see what comes out. And, and I'm curious, well, one, I'm curious if that's how you see it. And two, do you see that as, is, is that something that's then transferable? Like, is it that, you know, through, through tapping into your creativity, you become a little bit more confident in yourself and then do you find for you or for your clients that that's transferable like into other aspects of their life you know if they become more free with through creativity do, does that free them up in other aspects uh 100% i think i mean everything is a modality and my modality is art and i think art playing with art is the easiest way for us to tap into creativity cuz what are you doing you have let's just um, kind of simplify everything. You have a piece of paper, you have some random colors and you're playing with it. And some of it is outside of your control. A lot of it is outside your control. How this paint's mixed with this thing, how the water, whether you're using a lot of water, a little water, whether you're pulling, you know, particular strokes and your, whether it's a lightly, you know, um, smaller or skinnier uh, stroke or is really like heavy moving the paper, all that plays into it. But each stroke you're kind of witnessing what is happening and you're allowing, knowing and unknowingly, and the more you practice this, the more you know how to recognize these patterns. But in the very beginning, you and I or every single person can do this. And now you are, you are creative. You just don't believe that because your version and your ideal, your picture of creativity is something different. It's just that this picture of creativity that's in your mind doesn't look like what's on paper. So therefore, you made the conclusion in that moment, you're not creative. And you continue on, right? But what I'm saying and what I'm sharing is that it has nothing to do with this picture or this picture. It's the act of it. It's naturally creative because you're making different decisions. You're making different movements. And then you're reacting to it oh, I kind of like this. Oh, I don't like it. Whatever it is, you make a different choice each time. That's a very basic approach and um, act of creativity. And, and Susie, do you think a big part of it is when you're being creative, whether it, it matches your own sort of uh, standard or, or perception of what it means to be creative, when you're being in that, that mode, you're being so present to what is actually being put down on the paper and you're being so present to your um, interpretation or assessment or judgment or whatever it is of of the squiggly lines or the brush strokes or the colors or the the what have you that it momentarily gets you off 
the radio wave that is incessant in your brain, in your head, and and it brings you to a place where all the clouds do part and you do actually tap into the whisper. You tap into the wisdom for a brief moment. And then to your point, the longer you, you the, when you see it, you can't unsee it. And then the longer you practice, the more time you get to spend there away from the noise. Is, is that what is happening, do you think? Yes, but it comes in, it, it needs a lot more of your participation. So part of it, what I share was uh, creativity is coming through creating. If you're not creating, you have no access to that. But to get into what I think you're saying is this flow state, right? And that flow state needs repetition. And repetition is the part that you come back to it and you're doing it. You're judging and you will hear yourself judging and you're doing this repetition and creation. And the more you do it, the more at some point you have enough repetition in there. And I'm not saying practicing in terms of art. It's repetition in showing up in the act of creating. And at some point, you do tap into this flow state. And this is where you're talking about in terms of mindfulness, where you're actually being able to be with this work that is in front of you. But I, there's another component to it. And I say it, I don't, I think I just made up this word. It's called mind freeness, right? Mindfulness is beautiful that we're conscious and we know what you're saying. And this is, this could be this and this could be that. But that is still inviting a lot more of the conscious mind, that analytical mind, that, that, that logical mind into it. But for me, the beautiful space, the dance of that is in this mind freeness. That's when I create, in my mind, the most beautiful art. It's where I am being. I'm, I'm in a flow, but I'm, uh, it's not even about the process of creating art. It's actually just enjoying whatever it is. And sometimes it's this like feel of like paint in my hand. And sometimes it's just the quietness around the studio. Sometimes it's just in awe of like how we can like just lay paint on it. Or, you know, it could be something just out there. But there, that is the, the space of mind freeness and mindfulness. But that comes through in creation and repetition. And I, I wanted to act, uh, um, kind of add to um, what Al asked before, whether that is something just for me as quote-unquote creative or is it available to anyone else? It is available to anyone else who's willing to show up on the paper. It's like those words... Willing to show up, um, it's uh, are so important. It strikes me that, like, as you're talking about art and, and creativity in that context, it is like the ultimate metaphor for being yourself. And um, so often you hear people say, you know, just be yourself. And and I often think I don't really know that that's well understood, or there's lots of different interpretations because, you know. 
as I hear you talk about like allowing your art and it's like putting the paint strokes down and, and allowing whatever is inside you to come out and just be with the masterpiece that is your creation and that it's like getting beyond your intellect and just trusting that those, that creative flow, that's how a piece of art gets created, like a, a canvas, a sculpture, it, but also that's how amazing lives get created. It's like you get beyond your intellect and you're tapped into an inner wisdom, which is the like, gosh, like you, you hear yourself saying stuff and you don't quite know where it's coming from or you're called to take an action. And, and I think there's something about a, that, that expression. It's a willingness to show up and there's a real vulnerability in art and there's a real vulnerability in being yourself in life. And I just, I, 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 that, that's what's striking me is that like art is a metaphor for the beauty and the vulnerability of living from your truth. Yeah, I'm curious what you make of that and if there's any exercises or transformations that you've seen with people, people that you've seen unlock themselves through art, such that actually they might not be an artist, but it allows them to be more of a, to get more out of life through the vehicle of art. I'm curious if there's something that you've seen there or, or, or how you might talk to that. Yeah. Um, so number one, what you share is like showing up because nobody can force you to show up for you in your life, especially. Right. Um, and and we could we could physically be there, but we could totally check out and just, you know, be on the conveyor belt. So one is actually be willing to show up. Um, and then the second part is just, and this takes practice too, um, being open. Open to the possibility, open to the materials, open to this, this, act that you are going to do that you have already have so much condition about what it what you can't do what how messy it will be all these things so it's a lot so the 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 next one i would say is show up with a lot of care and compassion that if you've never done this really have that slow down you know, and, and, and come from this space of care, tender to yourself, you're not going to make a Picasso. Not to say that Picasso is like the end of like everything, but just kind of level the mind over here, right? And then going into it, um, I think there's a beauty and this is what I really try to guide, facilitate, teach others is this space of self-honoring, honoring where you are right now. There's a lot of life that's happening. And when you're coming on a piece of paper, it's so innocent that this is a piece of paper, but you're really coming on with your full life and like everything that's going on. And you have this expectation of this like, drawing this painting you're going to do. And we could just talk about sick figures and you still have loads of judgment. 
So really coming from that space and um, the, the, the one of the basic are in terms of exercise for other people to do. For me, um, I actually went through like different coloring papers or different things, but the most, um, the most simplest way, the easiest way that you can have someone access to this, to try it, is a, piece, a pen and your loosely paper, whatever it is that you have in front of you. And for me, and I think Al, you have done this, is this really basic taking your pen or your line for a walk. So if you take your pen. Hey, Billows, get, get your pen and paper. Come on. We yeah. got okay. to do got it. it. Get your pen and paper. We're going to do the exercise I live. I got my pen. Okay. I got my paper. All right. Exactly. So what you're... What I'm going to have you do is just draw a rectangle, however big or small you want. And from here, and the reason I do a rectangle is because this is, you know, if I tell you to do a big piece of paper, that would be like, holy crap, that's a lot. But now it's just, we're just on the square. And you're going to take the tip of your pen at any space, any line, any corner in this rectangle. And now, just like you take your dog for a walk, you take yourself for a walk. You're just going to move your hands. And you're just allowing the line to go within this box. That's the only rule. We're staying in the box and we're moving. And now check in. How else can you move the lines? If you're doing it really slow, what does it feel like? If it's really fast. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Now maybe you look at this and you're like, oh, I'm like just in this corner. That's weird. I thought I would be all over the place or... So there's an inner dialogue that's happening. And you're like, okay, this is not so hard. Now, guys, switch hands. Keep the pen on the paper and switch to your left hand. Now I'm just going to be quiet for 10 seconds and have you listen to yourself on what's coming up. And now... We're just going to end this and you're going to take this line back to the edge, any edge, and say thank you. What you have just done and be with is a very simple, whatever, three seconds of exercise that you were present with what you were doing. There's not real mindfulness. This access to that mind freeness. I love that. And so I'll end with this particular exercise is that you can't create that any other way. And what you just created and just witnessed for yourself is your innate creativity. 
And that innate creativity equates to the value of who you are. How you show up, how you love, how you be with, how you interact with life. That's your value and you, that is always within you and you can always access that. And you take that in every single element of your life. I've experienced Susie do exercises like this a couple of times in both a group and one-on-one scenario. Yeah. But I'm really curious what your experience yeah. was. Like, what, what did you notice um, as you did it? I honestly, I honestly just had immense joy. And you know what happened when I was doing it was I had flashbacks to when I used to go to this play group and I was very young. And we just used to just, we, we had such an amazing teacher, if you want to call that, she was like a guide, but we just used to, we, we could draw all day long and, and just let loose. And it was like the most joyous thing. And it actually made me think of like, when you see kids, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying, Susie, right at the top of it. Like when you see kids who have got paint all over their hands and on their clothes and and they've created these fantastic pieces of art and they're so joyous and they're so non-judgy and they're so full of like the like the energy and the light is beaming out of them they, they their creativity is so alive and it just breaks my heart that you we we go from that we all sort of we all contain that when we come into the world and then somehow the delight gets stripped away and the judgment comes rushing in and the noise starts to build and the accumulations happen and then we kind of lose touch with it sometimes. Not everybody, but, but most of us lose touch with it. And then, and then to your point, you, you kind of hit this low point and you're like, I want, I want more of, of that. I want to get back to that. And then, and then some people are so lucky because they have somebody like you in their lives to guide them back to the blue sky, guide them back to accessing what has always, always been there right from the get-go. And only when you've been on the journey that you've been on where you've managed to, to access it can you can you take others there? But it's, it is, it is one of the, it's most bizarre thing for me. It's, it's, it makes me so sad sometimes when I think about the way in which humans lose that, that access. Well, yeah. So I, I let go of that attachment and being really bitter about like life. What's the point of life? If you're going to come out and starting with this joy and then you're just being conditioned, you become really rigid and you lose all sense of joy from that, that innocence. Right. And so, so for me, I let that go. And I think the reason, part of the reasons why I am able to let that go is what I just experienced. Is that you, I think both of you, from what I can see from my, is that you access that in an instant. 
And what that means to me is that somehow at some point is sort of the rhythm or the, 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 the path of life that each one of us goes through this. So when you kind of accept that, I no longer feel sort of sad about that. What's really cool is that we can always come back to it. So for me, is that we're always, each one of us are in this like different kind of trance. Like this is like the, 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 you know, the false belief, our own story. We all have that. It's, the trance is so powerful that when we're in a trance, we forget our wisdom, we forget our gift, we forget everything. But then when we access that gift, that trance, nothing could get to us. Yeah, and you talk about you talk about the trance being powerful, but but the truth is that when you access the wisdom and the creativity and the gift, it is actually much more powerful. You just got to you got to learn how to access it and and stay there. I think it then then what we see not a trance, but just an illusion. Yes, the illusion exactly. The it's just a, when we're in it. We're so, or the other way to think about it is that when we're in this joyous state, it doesn't matter, trans, whatever, it, our space, our capacity, our, all our energy is in this joy that there's nothing else. It has no capacity to take on anything else because it's all love. It's all joy. It's all presence. Yeah. Everything else still exists, but you just, okay. Yeah. No, but I think that's a great way of putting it, actually. It's like the, you know, the, the, the power of the trance dissolves into an illusion. And, uh, and, it's, it's, uh, and, you, and you realize that it was an illusion all along. Yeah. And that is, that is a very powerful thing to see. So I think the practice for us, once we, you know, sort of awaken to this possibility right? Then it becomes sort of this uh, responsibility for our, so I say that happiness is our own personal responsibility. Once you awaken to that connection, which you just did, now it's up to you to want to kind of carve out that new neural path. I can come back to that. How do I do that? And that was through, in this case, through this doodle, now is for you to show up, the willingness to show up with kindness, compassion, and care and continue to do this. And that's creation. You keep coming back, that's repetition. And then that becomes your, whatever you want to call it, we're putting in the under, you know, the space called creativity. Right now, calling yourself creativity might be like foreign, but you do this long enough that becomes sort of your norm. And what does that look like outside of this piece of paper? You're getting in an argument with Vanessa and she's like not budging or whatever. You've been doing this free-flowing mindfulness, mindfulness, and getting better at this dance. Like, okay, cool, she's stuck. If I'm sucking with her, this is not gonna go anywhere. Maybe there's another way for you to go around. Maybe there's a pause. We have a live recording right now. There's a lot of different things that's happening. Maybe in the past, for me, for sure, I'll get freaked out and I'm like, okay, 
log off. We could try this again another time. Me accessing and allowing this creativity, meaning that I am in the flow with this. This is not a problem. It's just a different way of dance, a different rhythm of dancing, or different steps, or whatever it is. This is play. This is tapping into the child's play. So creativity. Um, I love that, Susie. I'm conscious of we're coming up to the end of our time together. We could literally, I think, keep talking about this for forever. I love the way you express it. We have a tradition that we close on in the podcast, um, which I don't think we've given you a heads up on. So this will be, this will allow you to tap into your creative wisdom real time, which is if you could create a bumper sticker for life, what would it be? Um, I think I'll lean back on this thing that I was uh, thinking about. For So Henry Matisse has this, uh, one of his quotes is, creativity takes courage. And I love that. It allowed me to access a lot. But in discovering who I am and expanding my own personal freedom and working with others to do the same, um, before you could get to that point, for me, is reversing that. Is that courage takes creativity. Like we could talk about, yeah, have the courage and do it. But shoot. Like we only know one way of courage is do it scared or whatever it is, right? Maybe there's another way. Maybe there's a billion way. I love that. And I also, I'm going to steal your word, mind freeness. freeness. I so love good. that. I've, uh... I'll send you an illustration. I did that along with it. Oh, yeah. We'll send it and we'll post yeah. it in the notes of this podcast so people can see it. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Freeness. Yeah, because when, you know, if you think about kids in particular, like that's what they are exhibiting all the time is freeness. Yeah. I'll add one more thing to that note, and I think I wanted to share, which is self-expression. The The Kids, we are all born with this desire. It's uh, one of our, I think, innate um, human expressions to self-express. And for them, it's very easy. So it's always coming back to it and the willingness to kind of self-express. And for me, that is really what my work is around. Self-expression, honoring that, embracing that, Loving it. And Susie, for people listening, um, like I know you're doing incredible work with businesses, with individuals. Like, how, how, what, where do people find you? What's uh, kind of, how, how do they, how do they kind of engage in the Susie magic to, uh, to unlock their creativity? What are you up to and, and how can people contact you? 
Yeah. Um, so I do individual and I'm now doing a lot more of in-person workshop, very similar to what we just shared, but more expansive and more in depth. Uh, a good place to find me is on my website, suzychan.com, S-U-Z-I-I-C-H-A-N.com or on Instagram. Right now I have, because it's the beginning of the year, I created a uh, created prompt called Activate elevate art debate your 2024 so uh, these creative prompts to take you through this curiosity and accessing your creativity um, in in different uh, creative art prompts that will really get you into a different way to think about your year and how you want to commit and show up and honor yourself in that way and people can find those prompts on instagram right yes yes Awesome. Um, like for e- any everyone, anyone listening, uh, uh, I, I've experienced this. Did a, a group weekend workshop with Susie. It was incredible. So for people, th- leadership meetings and things like that, I just think it's an amazing opportunity. And then the individual, I'm going to jump on and do all of those prompts um, because it sound like a lot of fun. Um, it has been such a joy kind of going on this exploration with you it's kind of reopened up for me again like the power of this creativity and and actually just the joy of the practice is yeah huge um so i just wanted to say like super big thank you for spending your time with us sharing your wisdom sharing your personality um and um yeah it's been it's been just a brilliant exploration so thank you for being you and uh um, for your contributions to this conversation. It's been, it's been brilliant having you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having this platform. And thank you for this real live experience of things not going your way, but you still show up and you make it brilliant. And that's how all we get to show up in our brilliance. I, I would just say, Susie, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure uh, spending some time with you. And, and I think just doing that, that exercise and just feeling that spark of absolute joy and delight was worth its weight in gold. Um, and, uh, and also just, you know, it's so, it's so wonderful to meet people and hear stories where you've stared into the, the scary cave and you've still had the the courage to, and, and you unlock that through your creativity to go into the cave to, to seek the the treasure you desired most. And and so, um, it, yeah, it, it's I think for listeners, it's so reassuring that these paths are available. And if creativity, whatever that means to you, if creativity is a means for forging that path, then, then draw on, I say, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's so powerful and it's so magical to hear. So thank you so much for your time. And, uh, and, uh, it's been lovely spending this hour with you. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Cool. Well, that's it folks for another week. Um, I hope you're all going to be doodling away after this and, uh, and tapping into the joy of your creativity. Um, 
As always, please share any feedback. Um, send us any of your questions, topics you'd like for us to cover in the future. But until next time, live into your brilliance and draw on. Thank you for joining us on this enlightening journey, unraveling the innate brilliance within every human being. We hope today's episode has sparked new thoughts and inspired fresh perspectives. Remember, the power to shatter illusions and unleash your true potential lies within you. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite platform. If you'd like more insights and daily doses of inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Coaching, Or you can connect with myself and Mark on LinkedIn, uh, where we will share articles and perspectives about unlocking your innate brilliance. Remember, you are capable of extraordinary things. Keep believing, keep exploring, and keep shining brightly. Take care and stay brilliant.